He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And uh, as a result this morning, we are running on empty in a good way. It's the empty tomb uh, that fuels us. As we look at at Jesus' resurrection, uh, you know, to power us uh, through all of life's difficulties and even danger itself. Uh, that we, here we find really the, uh, the world's greatest source of renewable energy, Jesus' resurrection. And the empty tomb that, that testifies to his resurrection uh, is the, the focus of, of our meditation this morning. It's interesting because Emptiness isn't something we normally would celebrate, is it? If you've ever been on a long road trip uh, and making your way down the interstate in the middle of nowhere and you see that light flash on your dash and the needle pointing at the E, it probably didn't fill your heart with hope and joy, did it? If you've got kids at home, you, you probably didn't set out an empty Easter basket to remind them of the joy of the empty tomb. Emptiness isn't something we would typically celebrate. But in this context, the empty tomb is a source of incredible joy uh, and great celebration, a, a hope and, and a peace Uh, that I hope you leave with this morning overflowing as we look at the the full meaning of the empty tomb. See, the empty gas tank or an empty Easter basket, those aren't things worth celebrating, but there's a lot of emptiness in life that's even more serious than that. Life is full of empty and unfulfilled promises Uh, that can lead us to despair, Uh, if not all the despair, at least to to feel uh, dejected, rejected, abandoned, you name it. Uh, Of course, you can uh, see how the famous example of politicians promising the moon and you, you hope for some big change in the world, and yet they frequently and famously fail to follow through on those big promises. Maybe hidden a little closer to home, but the divorce rate uh, is a a stern reminder of how often promises fail to work out the way we'd hoped. Uh, That promise to to love and cherish, honor, and and hold till death do us part, and it doesn't. Whether it's a a specific concrete promise or even just the the more indirect abstract uh, promises of life that if you work hard, it'll get a reward. Uh, You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Uh, Yet as you get through life, you find, yeah, I worked hard and I didn't get anywhere. Uh, I I put my mind to something and I didn't get it. Those promises fail to follow through or provide the fulfillment. Or even when you get them, 
You maybe got the, uh, the house in the suburbs, the white picket fence, the, the spouse and the 2.5 kids, and you're not happy. It ended up not being everything you thought it was. And you find yourself, who moved the cheese? Like the promises that we were led to believe we could depend on don't pan out. And we know all too well that the the devil's promises, those temptations to uh, find fulfillment in sinful pleasures and selfish desires that seem so appealing and, oh, this is going to be great. Well, when we find ourselves immersed in it, it turns out to be more appalling than appealing. Uh, It leaves us empty again and cut off from really meaningful things. The empty tomb tells us a different message The empty tomb tells us that Jesus' promises are not empty because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus said, tear down this temple and three days later I will raise it up. Done. He did it. Jesus said, the Son of Man must suffer at the hands of the Pharisees and die and rise again on the third day. Done. He did it. Jesus follows through on his promises. And when he says to whoever believes in me will live even though he dies and I will raise him up on the last day, he is going to do it. It, Jesus' promises will be fulfilled. Jesus' words are not empty promises. Because he is risen from the dead. That means death itself is an empty threat. Uh, You know what I mean when I say an empty threat. It's, you know, get in the car right now, kids, or I'm going to leave without you. Uh, Now, maybe some of you used that this morning, and I I don't want to ruin it for you. (laughs) But we know... That's, that's not really going to happen. And, and it's not that great a motivation. doesn't really scare us. Now, mom or dad is going to get mad, and that's going to motivate me. Uh, but death is the same kind of empty threat. Now the, uh, it's like the, the devil saying, hey, I got this box of poisonous spiders. Of arachnus lethalis, and uh, I'm gonna dump them on you, and you're gonna die, and that'll be the end. So you might as well just despair, be scared, forget about all the uh, whatever good may be going on, and just focus on that bad. And while you're at it, you may start, might as well start trampling each other uh, to try and uh, save yourselves. And, uh, you know, even just give up and indulge in whatever uh, self-destructive pleasures because you're going to die anyway. The empty tomb is is Jesus turning the box over and saying, look, there's no spiders. It's an empty threat. 
The, the threat of death the devil uses to try and drive us to despair, to rob us of joy in life, to turn us into selfish competition with each other, or to uh, indulge in uh, self-destructive uh, pleasures to make what use we can at a time before we die. Jesus shows us in the empty tomb that death is an empty threat. It's been robbed of its power. That whether it's death itself, the, uh, the uh, awful grim specter of your, your deathbed, the, the doctor's diagnosis, that that's coming your way. Or whether it's uh, the more subtle indirect reminders that we live with every day of our mortality. When you reach into the fridge and you pull out the milk and it's expired. Uh, or when you, you look in the mirror and you're, you're glad your eyesight isn't what it used to be. <laughs> that are those reminders of our mortality uh, are tools the devil can use to, to get to us. Uh, to rob us of joy to turn us against one another in selfish self-advancement and sinful pleasures. But Jesus shows us that we don't have to be afraid of death. Uh, the end of life or the, the, the difficulties uh, in a life that, that are, are filled with death. Now those things are going to hurt, I know. I know, I'm not trying to uh, just... Be, paint everything rosy. Life is still hard. It is still going to hurt. But Jesus' resurrection shows us that that's not the end. Death doesn't win. Whatever difficulty it is, it's not going to end you. Jesus' resurrection is the guarantee of his promise of eternal life. That there is a happy ending, no matter how bad things get, no matter how much life may hurt. We know that it's not going to have the last word over Jesus. Jesus has the last word. And he says, you are mine. And today you will be with me in paradise. The empty tomb is a, a wonderful reminder that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of death or, or anything in this life that's uh, so much like just slowly dying rather than quickly dying. We don't have to be afraid of quickly dying or slowly dying or any kind of dying because Jesus has won the victory over death. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to leave you with as we, we, we come to terms with that is that itself can be a kind of scary thing, actually. You notice in our gospel lesson, uh, the women see the empty tomb. Well, it's got an angel in it, uh, but it's not got Jesus' body in it. And they hear the, the angel tell them that Jesus is risen and tell them to go 
tell everyone else, tell the disciples. What do they do? They're afraid, and they don't tell anyone. Easter can be kind of scary in a sense because it does change the way we look at life. Uh, the power Easter has to change the way we process our life and understanding in a whole new way where death has no power over us, where the uh, grave has no victory and death has no sting. Uh, that's a, a life-changing, world-changing thought process. And change is scary. And we look at life and say, if this is true and if this changes my life, how am I going to deal with that? Can I give up those sinful pleasures, really? And what will that life be like without them? Uh, can I uh, live in a, a less self-centered way? Can and I make uh, Jesus and hearing his word a, a part of my daily life and depend on him and his promises? Maybe most of all, uh, what's specifically highlighted in the gospel lesson is, can I tell others about this? And what will they think of me? Well, it's sometimes scary, but you can depend on Jesus to be there with you. Jesus did actually show up uh, to the women to show himself risen from the dead. And empowered them to go and tell that good news. And Jesus is with you as well. I actually came in and uh, preached from the, the stairs this morning rather than the pulpit. So you can see I have no notes. Nothing up here. Nothing up there. Uh, I didn't memorize anything. I, I did prepare. I thought about what I was going to say and had some ideas. Uh, and of course, you're like, well, pastor, you're, you do this every Sunday. Not every Sunday. Pastor Reimnitz preaches too. Uh, but you know what? I, I don't like getting up in front of people and talking. Uh, I, after 13, 14 years of it, I, I've got some practice. You can get practice too. You can tell somebody something about Jesus. See, that's what the, the women in our reading, they went out and told nobody challenge you this morning to do a little bit better than the women who went to the tomb. Just tell somebody something about Jesus, and you'll find out you can do it. And you, you may find out that it makes a difference in their lives right away. You may find yourself wanting to do it more and more. Uh, and as you gain practice, you may find yourself uh, Making a habit out of it. <laughs> like that. But that's just one of the ways that Christ's resurrection changes our lives. Uh, that uh, we can live in, in a new way. Uh, because he has overcome death in the grave and freed us uh, from uh, the, the fear of death and de from the dependence on the empty promises of the world. Uh, you can go out and depend on him 
to fulfill and follow through on his promise. And may that peace that is beyond all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as we await the day of his glorious return. Amen.